I'm Desiree. And I'm Margot. And we disappeared off the face of the earth for a month, month maybe? Month and a half. Month and a half? Okay, so Too here's, long. here's what happened, right? There's a whole story behind it, and it doesn't actually involve either of us getting possessed. But I have, like, at least, like, five million excuses. So, at the top... Reasons, not excuses. <laughs> maybe a little bit of both. But yeah. go ahead. Okay, so from the top, um, there was a memorial service. I had to fly home to Arizona, which is across the country from where I currently live. And that was sure a thing that had to happen. Yes. Um, sad, but expected. So mm-hmm. that happened. Then I came back on the 23rd at like midnight. And then I had the 24th to pack. And then on the 25th of December, I was on a international flight to Israel, the mm-hmm. one and only Holy Land. Yes. And in the duration of you being in Arizona and me being at home for this 24 hour period that you were actually home where hypothetically we could have recorded something. I was very sick. (laughs) I had horrible laryngitis and I could literally talk like this except with a little bit more emphysema. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I just realized I said the one and only Holy land. I didn't really mean it. Literally. There's clearly other places on the planet that are holy. I was just kind of being, not facetious, not sarcastic, but you know what I mean. Anyway. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, there was that, and then I also got sick. I got mm-hmm. sick for, like, basically, I'm still sick, and you're yeah. still sick, mm-hmm. which is kind of awful and terrible. I know, it's been, like, a month. Yeah, I think after, like, two weeks, you should probably go see the doctor, but, but for two weeks, I was in Israel, so. I mean, after two weeks, either you have rabies, or, you know, you're... <laughs> Over the infectious period, so clearly you're going to get better, right? No. Okay, maybe we just have tuberculosis or something. No. Um, <laughs> I will say this, though, for Israel. If you go into their pharmacies, and they're, the pharmacy that I went to, they did speak English. Most people there speak English. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there, and I was like, can I have cough medicine? And they give you, like, real stuff. Oh, really? And also... I have never had medicine, like, liquid medicine before in my life that actually tasted good. Really? It tastes good there? Yeah. Like, what's the flavor? Honey. Ooh. They take that whole land of milk and honey thing kind of seriously. So. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, next time I have a cough, I'm flying to Israel. I mean, it was like, what? what's it called? Like, co- codeine or something? Oh! That stuff that's like Over the serious? counter codeine? Yeah. Yeah, babes. Oh! Yeah! Oh! So, um... So, what are, what are we doing here? I don't know. I really no. don't know. I um, mean... I don't even like coding that much, because it, like, makes me... I heard what it does. It makes me tired. That was our cat scratching oh, it my was, new rug. No, it was, like, the daytime, like, kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It was, like, it did not make me sleepy at all. Huh. It did kind of help my coughing, and it did not taste like I was dying on top of being sick. So, that was amazing. Whoa. I could knock that stuff back without, like... You know how, like, when you're a kid, you want to have, like, Sprite as your chaser, mm-hmm. quote-unquote? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just, like, take it, and it would be fine. What? I, 
I've That's never beautiful. had medicine like that before in my life. You know, it, it just makes me wonder if there's some sort of, cons- like, drug company conspiracy to try and make it taste terrible. Or maybe it's just American puritanicalism. Oh, probably. I mean, like, probably. You know, like The drugs will have mis- to taste bad. <laughs> yeah, people will m- misuse and abuse drugs here, but that's because we've got other, like, that's a social problem. That's right. not like... I think people will misuse and abuse and just use casually any kind of drugs anywhere, but... No, yeah, yeah, but, you know, like, the more puritanical you get about it, the worse the problem becomes, if you that's notice. That's true. Like, I just it learned is. today that, like, Portugal apparently, like, legalized all those like a ton of drugs and mm-hmm. now they have like really low rates of addiction which is huh. yeah Fascinating. correlation um anyway so there was that plus i went okay so there's if you go to the market it's called the mm-hmm. shook right okay. yes. um and there's like really big ones in both jerusalem and tel aviv and when okay. i got to tel aviv i'd already been sick for like pretty much the entire trip mm-hmm. um i remember you texting me being like i cannot talk i couldn't talk for like <laughs> days it was like almost 10 days solid i couldn't eat how it was is like it eight how is it that it's when you're not here that you can't talk i wow <laughs> um so you're it welcome. was it was bad um i couldn't talk and i basically felt like ariel from the little mermaid like 90 mm-hmm. percent of the time because i was just like pointing at people and gesturing and and this one guy on my trip he was just like desiree do you know sign language and he's signing as he's doing it i was like I'm like, I can't really talk, but I'm, like, whisper yelling at him that, like, I'm not deaf all of a sudden. Like, I'm not not able to speak, (laughs) like, above a whisper. So, like, you signing at me does nothing to help me if I don't know how to sign. Yeah, like, that... That was a sign I should immediately learn American Sign Language. Yeah. Um, I that would be a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah, it's it's, it's good for you to learn. Um, But then, like... So, anyway, the, the point is, is that there's a shook in Tel Aviv called Carmel Market, and there's a guy there. Well, there's, like, this, like, shop stand thing mm-hmm. kind of towards the entrance, and my tour guide was just like, yeah, if, you, if you're if you sick, you go to this guy, you go to this place, and you tell them you're sick, and they give you, like, a magic potion, and you're better. And I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, I trust you. And she's like, yeah, you gotta do it. And I was like, okay. So I go, and I find it. It's the Etrog Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for those of you who don't know, an Etrog is basically a giant, scary lemon, more or less. Okay. Um, It's a citron. Yes. Uh, So I go, and I'm like, okay, I'm really sick. Like, I've had this cough, and my throat hurts. And the guy at the count- behind the counter is just like, okay, so I've got this. And mm-hmm. he's like... But I'm gonna need, he's like, give me a second. And he like mixes up this like little thing. And then he's like, okay, now open your mouth and tilt your head back. And I was like, okay. And he's like, <laughs> that's never something I want to hear from a man. <laughs> it was a little weird, but I, he gave me like kind of gay vibes. So I wasn't like, oh no, he's going to like attack me or something. No. He, he just seemed like a real sweetheart. Mm-hmm. He's like, open your mouth, tilt your head back. Just trust me. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so he takes a little eyedropper like thing and he like starts like dropping like little drops of like this like liquid into my like in like the back of my throat. Oil yeah, it's like chili oil basically. Ooh. And so he start, he's like he's like okay, don't swallow, not yet, not yet, not yet. And he keeps like dropping little droplets in the back of my throat and I'm like, "Okay." And then he's like, "Okay, now gargle." And I was like, "Got it." <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I gargle and then he's like, "Okay, now swallow." And I was like, "Okay." And then he hands me this like basically a a shot Mm -hmm. glass okay Mm -hmm. full of i don't know what and he's like 
now take this like an actual shot. I was like, okay, what's in it? He's like, well, it's like these oils and it's like a little bit of paprika and it's a little bit of like lemon and I don't, mm-hmm. ton of Did you things. like establish like Ginger. if you had any allergies like on the outset before? I mean, you don't ask for this if you have like allergies to ginger, you know what I mean? That's fair. Like I, I mean, allergies. He yeah. did tell me what was in it. I just don't remember all the things. Okay. And it was all very like, it, it, it's like half like, oh, it's not really like going to do anything and half of it's just like, it's just good natural like herbs and mm-hmm. crap. Sounds that, like a lot of home re- remedy type Yeah, stuff no, it was basically anyway. a, a home remedy so, thing. Yeah. Um, and it was only six shekels, which is like a dollar fifty or something. Okay. Which, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, take this like a shot. And I like looked at him and was like, okay, this doesn't exactly look like it tastes amazing. Can I have like do you know what a chaser is? And he was like, a chaser? We're all speaking in English, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like, when you take an actual shot, and then they give you something that tastes less terrible to follow it up with, and he's like, oh, I can get you a cup of water. I was like, that's good enough for me. Yeah. So he gets me a cup, <laughs> he gets me a cup of water, and then I take this, like, health shot, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, whoa. And I, like, drink the water, and then suddenly my voice is back. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I'm done. I've got it. <laughs> and you know, um, for people who are like really used to like being in the South, like a lot of the times you say like praise Jesus, like in a very like not always in a serious way. Some people mean it seriously, but some people are kind of just being flippant or funny or whatever right. um, to to show their excitement. And I noticed when I was in Israel, there are these these group of like this. There's a Jewish like group basically Chabad, and they have mm-hmm. these guys who. Um, you know, the ones in, like, the really long black coats and the big black hats. Yeah. and But they're also really into techno music. Amazing. And, yeah, these guys have, like, Jewish techno. It's insane. Like, they're always ready for a dance party. Always. But only with other men because you can't, you yeah. know what I mean? Anyway, so these guys will go around and, like, if they get really excited about something, they'll be like, we want Moshiach now! And they'll, like, dance and do a big circle dance and it's really and exciting. you really wanted to dance like that when you got your voice back? Yes! I was like, yes! I want Moshiach now! <laughs> um, so that's my new expression of mm-hmm. excitement. Very good. It's, it's just the over new the top. To you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, then you got back finally. Well, no, okay, so oh, when wait. I was gone... Uh-huh. I got back, you tell me all the things, the other things that happened. Yeah, so while she was gone, life kind of fell apart. Um, <laughs> and not because, well, not because you were gone, but just because life, okay, so my gone. mother came to visit while she was gone. Whoops. She was like, I'm going to come and spend a week. One week became two weeks, <laughs> which I was not expecting on. Um, however, during this time frame... A couple of things happened. Um, so our apartment flooded. That was a thing. Our well, pipes okay, okay. Yeah, Well, you got to say the pipes, they also connect to our apartment and the downstairs yes. apartments froze and then burst and then our apartment flooded. Yeah. So actually what order. happened? Yeah. So at first it froze, right? Um, and so there was a little bit of leaking. So they come in, they fix it, you know, get the pipes defrosted mm-hmm. and all in all, we're like, okay. You know, there there is some water, but nothing was really damaged. All in all, I think we're going to be okay. Right. So, a couple days later, like two days later, and this was like during the great frost that Desi missed. Like, she she managed to be completely gone for this zero degree weather that, was that happened 
Good and life he, choices. And I, she's like, oh, it's 66 degrees Fahrenheit over here. And I'm just kind of like, let me just jump through my cell phone and, and punch you. <laughs> in a, like, friendly way. But also, I'm jealous. And how dare you rub this in my face. Uh, so, yeah. it froze. It defrosted. We're like, okay, okay, it's all good. And then, we're about to go for the weekend of my mom's extra week of visit. We're going to go down to Virginia to visit my aunt and uncle who live down there mm-hmm. and as i'm getting ready to leave i like check everything and i realize that for some reason the sink stopped dripping because i had it pretty continuously on on a drip right. to keep it from freezing again um and so i kind of adjust it and i get the water running again and i walk out and i walk back in to make sure the cats have enough food before i go and oh no there's water all over the floor Oops. And long story short, the pipes burst because I think they, like, put everything back together badly is what I'm guessing happened. Uh, So I call the front office and I say, I'm literally about to leave. Can you please send someone over very quickly because it's, it's going south. They say, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, we'll get someone over right over. Long story short. Um, I assume, I assume, okay, everything's gonna be okay. And I go on my visit. Now, we drive the three or four hours down to Virginia, have a nice weekend. Sunday night, I decide, okay, it's time to go home early, because I have work tomorrow, and I need to be alone. (laughs) Because I love my family, but also, sometimes I just don't want to be around people. That's fair. You know, it was nice. So I come back, or I'm, I'm trying to come back, and, you know, in between now and, or then and then, I get to, uh, I don't even get to the freeway, and my car breaks down. Your new car. My brand way. new car that I got less than six months ago. Yeah. Which I've put less than 10,000 miles on, has broken down. Yeah. Uh, I can't drive it. We have to get it towed. Fortunately, my aunt knows the service manager. They were really nice about it. Yeah, they really took care of me and, and managed to, like, run the codes, like, that night. And they were like, yeah, we don't actually know what this is. We've never seen this before. Well, that's shitty. Yeah. So they're like, we have to call Honda. And I was just like, great. Point me to a rental car facility. Oh, guess what? They're all closed. Because by this point, it's like seven thirty, eight o'clock on a... Uh, Sunday evening. Yeah. So, I have to wait till the next morning to get my rental. Come back home. Go straight to work. I literally had to buy work clothes on my way to work because I had nothing with me. You did not mention that to me. That's yeah. kind of intense. No, I, I had to stop at TJ Maxx and just kind of like, okay, what do we have on deep discount today, guys? Uh, <laughs> actually, I found a really cute sweater. Um, I'm That's a fan nice. of it. So, I'll show you later. Okay. <laughs> so, so I, I work my whole day, stressed as heck, because they're like, yeah, we have no idea how much this is going to cost. Thinking to myself, oh, good God, like, I did not put enough food down for the cats. I get home, and there's an industrial fan in my dining room. All of my dining room furniture is sitting in my living room. Yeah. And I'm just kind of sitting there like, mm, not where I left you. Yeah. Um, and I walk in and I realize there's no padding underneath 
the the carpet like it's just the top layer of carpet there's no like insulation squish. no squish it's very very flat and cold and honestly it was so freezing still it was like walking on concrete with the plush on top oh yeah and also like our entire bathroom or not bathroom floor uh kitchen floor is all scraped up and terrible they call me the next day but oh by the way we also lost your key to your front door well, that's was, horrifying did they find it or they, did they, they just have like it. a okay they, they they've it, it's all worked out i took care of that oh well no i'm just saying like there's a missing key that opens our front door that we don't know they, they were they're fairly certain it's in the office somewhere well that's nice yeah we're gonna get murdered in our sleep I thought about rekey having them replace it, and then I was just so overwhelmed by everything else that I just made them copy my key. And okay, you know, if you're wor- worried about it, I'm sure we can go and. I don't know, it. maybe you know. At this point, if they murder me in my sleep, eh, you know. Eh. Anyway, so so like apparently like our oven, whatever they did when they were replacing the kitchen floor, or their oven, I'm not sure it even works anymore properly. If they, yeah. I don't think they totally reconnected it. Yeah. Because it, it, the little heating element doesn't actually turn orange like it should. Yeah. And also, it's, like, impossible now to appropriately close the dishwasher. So, yeah. Yeah, you notice that, too? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, we have a new carpet. They re-laminated our kitchen floor, but everything else here is falling apart. On the upside, though, I did have to rent a car for a week, but um, my everything actual got covered. car. Yeah. Like, Yay! it was, like, the fuel injector or something. Oh, who knows? And the fuel sensor. So, it's all about how the fuel gets from the gas tank to the rest of the engine. Okay. That wasn't working. And now it works, and it goes room room. And I got my voice back, and you got your voice back, uh-huh. and you also did all my laundry while I was gone, so thanks. Yeah, I kind of got on a cleaning <laughs> spree because parents. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. it just kind of happened that way. So I and come home and basically, like, my entire, like, bed is covered with my laundry. Clean and laundry. Clean laundry, which was m- magical, especially because your mom's dog ate my electric blanket. Yes, but she also replaced it with a nicer one, which I That's needed fair. to take out of the box. But anyway, yeah. I also partly did that because I needed to prove to you how many fucking socks you own. <laughs> Stop buying socks. I bought Fold like, your socks. Two pair, two packs of socks before I left on my trip because I was just like, I don't understand how socks work, and I'm going to choke more you socks. with your socks. I know you are. It's fine. So anyway, we have a lot of clothes to go through and donate. Okay, so um, I don't know how to transition from that. Anyway, so anyway, long story short, there was a lot that happened over the last six weeks, and we really wanted to have record something but something recorded before uh, it happened we were gonna we were gonna record on the 24th that didn't happen because you <laughs> lost your voice and we we're kind of potentially maybe work something out long distance but no. time zones and i lost my voice and that just wasn't gonna happen turns out to do a podcast you need a voice yeah i don't what what, what is up with that i don't That's know weird. It seems much more complicated than blogging. Maybe we should reconsider this whole deal. Psych. You like hearing yourself talk. I do. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) You say that about me, but who was monologuing for like five minutes, five minutes ago? Um. Yeah. You. Mm, Anyway, so, uh, (laughs) this is 
our podcast about The Exorcist. So let's talk about The Exorcist. Season 1, episode 2. Hopefully you listened to our last episode, which is really long, and I don't think we edited one of the weird little song things that we messed up somehow. I'll go back and do that. Sometimes, Sometime, eventually. Before I die. Um, (laughs) So anyway, we're getting caught back up in our rewatch. Episode 2 is Lupus. Lupus and Fabula? Yeah, which is Lupus Latin. in Fabula. It is Latin. Sorry, yes. I'm like turning the page. Wow, that I can really hear that. Yes. Sorry, everyone. Paper makes noises. Yeah. Okay, so Lupus in Fabula um, literally would be the wolf in the story comes to me, but mm-hmm. less literally, it colloquially would mean like speak of the devil and he and shall appear. appear. Yeah. Which is what the translation we get in the actual episode. Now, Google told me this, and everything on the internet must be true. So, of I'm going to tell you, because obviously, if Google says it's true, then it must be. Um, Which hey. website did you get this from again? <laughs> Google? Wow. Um, no, I... Fake uh, news. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a fake news dot com? I don't know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> So, anyway, um... It's a parody site. <laughs> this was apparently a phrase... I don't know if it was first found here or for what, but the original Latin showed up in a play from 160 BCE. That's before Common Era, and it was called Adelphoi by the playwright Terence. Okay. Terence is a much older name than I originally thought it was. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't feel like a new name. When you, or it doesn't feel like an old name. It feels like a new name. It feels like a, a solidly, like, middle ground name. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I w- imagine if I met someone named Terrence, I would assume they were born maybe the 18th century. Or I, I up guess. till current. Yeah. I don't know. But then again, Terry. I guess that, that explains Terry. Okay, so, so um, okay, sorry, go on. So this I was play, I don't, Bruce. I don't know. This play is like some weird play about how like this dad has two sons and he gives one son to someone else and then he raises one son and they both have different parenting styles and their sons turn out different and one of them falls in love with this chick and the other one tries to steal her away and I don't really know exactly what else happens because I just Wikipedia the like basic summary and that okay. was about it. I was okay. not going to read this play just to explain that background. Don't really think it has anything to do with the episode. Just uh-huh. thought it was a neat little factoid. See, that is an interesting factoid, but with all the, the mention of lupus, I was like, and, and wolves, I was like, does one of them fall in love with the wolf? <laughs> and I don't know where I pulled that from. No. But I was really expecting... Romulus and Remus? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. The Oedipal remix? Yeah. <laughs> now with bestiality coming to a theater near you. I mean, does bestiality always imply that you have sex with the animal, or is just nursing from the animal included? Because I feel like... I guess it depends on the intent. Like, survivalism is... Okay, so the infants are fine, but if you're a grown man <laughs> trying to nurse from a wolf, then it's bestiality. Have we got that right? <laughs> I think so. Good I haven't know. this, but, um... Honestly, I'm now the judge of this, because that's weird and <laughs> that is fucked weird. up. That, I, that suck, is my ruling. If you suck on wolf titty, I'm judging you. Yep. There, there we go. Okay, um, so... <laughs> Unless you're a small infant. 
Yeah, uh, that was that was the this. explanation of where that title came from. <laughs> if you're small <laughs> infant twins, the only thing you could do to make up for this is found Rome. Otherwise, you're gone. Just, just, just quit while you're ahead. Starve. <laughs> okay. Keep going. So anyway, um, that's the title. And let's just get into the episode. Um, no wolves were harmed in the making of this podcast. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so episode two opening scene is a flashback. Yeah. So you take more notes than I do. So I do. Um, I take like extensive notes and I take funny notes. <laughs> I hope that's okay. No, it's totally okay. I, I'll just kind of hit the, like, beats, I guess. I mean, because I have funny notes, too, in here in my really... Well, no, no, I know. Writing. It's just that, like, you have, like, the outline of the episode, and the first note I have does not relate to anything until a couple minutes in. So, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Oh, yeah, there was a flashback at the very beginning, and it's to it's, uh, uh, Marcus to a, as a child. Yeah, well, we don't know it's Marcus at first. That gets established a little later. But it's he has very, a funny accent, right? Like it's British. How many British there's a lot of people do we know at this yeah. point in time? What is he? What I don't know specifically what kind of British his accent is off the top of my head. Is he Scottish or English or I know he's not Irish, right? Or is he Irish? As an Irish person, I feel very ashamed right now. Um, I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of, like, British Isles accents going on in this flashback, so we all, like, deduced. You just assumed. It, it's it's assumptive. Yes. But anyway, but so they're right. in this um, really, like, uh, dank, creepy tunnel, and there's, like, a bunch of young kids and an old, creepy priest. That's, uh, sure a party in the Catholic Church for you. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Um, and he's kind of, like, laying out this challenge of some sort. Like, this is your chance to prove yourself sort of thing. Um, and, you know, one boy comes back and pukes and it's gross. Um, and then it's, like, your turn and, to the boy that we assume to be Marcus. And he kind of gets whoop, sh- down the tunnel where there are creepy yeah. sounds. And... That's horrifying. <laughs> Is this when you went to the bathroom with the cat? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was. That's why I don't remember any of it. Okay, so let me explain something. One of my two cats, Lyra, um, is a... Social peer. Social peer. So, you know, some cats, like, are social eaters. Some pets just want to, like, eat, but socially, so they have to have you around. Otherwise, they won't eat. Mm-hmm. My cat, for... Some unknown reason insists on having people accompany her to the litter box. And like mm-hmm. a sane person, I put the litter box in the bathroom because right. that's where people should go to the bathroom. You would think. You would think. So my cat Lyra believes that in order for her to use the litter box, there must also be someone else in the bathroom with her. Yes. So my cat meowed at me and knowing that I had already fed her and that she had everything else, her little 
furry heart could desire. I was like, okay, Lyra, time to go to the bathroom. And so I have to convince my cat to follow me into the bathroom and then use the litter box. Mm -hmm. And I just got to stand there and wait for her to finish peeing because I don't have to go this time. Yes. And unfortunately, if you don't pay attention to her warning signs and her meow, 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 pay attention to me. She'll she'll try to just pee on the carpet. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, I guess we're peeing in this room today. So you really have to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I missed this whole, like, just dumping some kid down in, like, a tunnel thing, because I was waiting for my cat to finish peeing. Yes. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, please continue, because that's why I don't have any notes for any of this. Okay, so he goes to the lounge, and, like, there's a possessed possessed dude, and it's the first time that we hear, um... The lupus and fabula quote. There's, like, a whole quote to it that I didn't write down because, fuck, I don't know how to Latin. Um, Yeah. But it is our first encounter with that reference. Um, Though at the time it is untranslated. Um, And then we flash forward to Marcus in a bus in downtown Chicago. Yeah. Hey, so, I mean, like, everyone already knew what, like, lupus meant, right? I mean, it was Mm -hmm. just kind of lupus in, like, okay, you know it means wolfing something. Yeah. Which was pretty easy. I mean, but let's be honest, the reason I knew that is because of Harry Potter. Yeah. Hello, Remus Lupin. Yeah. Wolf, wolf man. Wolf, wolf man. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I watched a lot of House when I was a teenager, so whenever I hear lupus, I'm like, it's not lupus! Wait, so is lupus named after, like, is it wolf disease? Like, why would it be? I don't remember, actually. I forget what happens in lupus. I just... It's like some kind of autoimmune thing. I think so. I'm gonna have to think about this for a really long time. I'm gonna have to Google it, but I'm not gonna do that right now because my phone's across the room and... Okay. Otherwise... I wonder if Sawbones, the podcast, ever covered lupus. They probably did. Maybe. Maybe they haven't yet. Maybe not. You know, this... I just got my update. I was updating all my podcasts and they just did an episode on why you should definitely not eat Tide Pods. Oh my god. Small children of, like, Gen Z do not realize that we were all joking about the fact that Tide Pods look delicious and then they actually started to try to eat those things. And I'm like, you dumb baby idiots. Do not eat Tide Pods. Pro tip. If YouTube is, like... You see all these people doing some sort of challenge. It's probably stupid. It's probably dangerous. Don't do it. And if it's going to make you barf, why would you do What kind of stupid cinnamon challenge, nutmeg challenge, Tide Pods challenge? Uh Uh-uh. I got a life. And my life is based on not eating things that will make me vomit. It's a pretty good life. Congratulations. You are not the winner of today's Darwin Awards. Yes. Exactly. Thank you, because I was blanking. Yeah. Continue. Anyway, so Marcus is not in his um, home for recalcitrant, not recalcitrant, um, for creepy priests. Yeah, just say creepy priests. Yeah, he's not in the rejected house anymore. He broke out and ran away to Chicago, which, as we covered before, is where Father Tomas is. Yeah. So he has decided to make a break for it. Yep, and he has, like, this Bible. It, it clearly is referenced to be the Bible he had when he was a young boy being, you know, 
shoved by priests into demons. Um, <laughs> is it the same one? I, it looked like it. I'm pretty sure it oh. was because it was all like drawn on. There's all these like I thought this pictures. one was bigger. It might be. This is where I had my first note for this episode, okay. which is that Marcus is super into Bible journaling. <laughs> I know. Have you noticed that's like a really I, okay? So maybe it's a very it's just, evangelical thing. What is up with that? Please explain this phenomenon to me of like desecrating Bibles for funsies. <laughs> it's just like it's funny because I have a note about in that and too because later uh, Tomas makes a comment like, "Why are you editing the Bible?" And well, see, it's not the editing thing that fascinates me because I understand it. that it's mm-hmm. like the like. Okay, so if you ever, like, go on to, like, Pinterest yeah. or want to, like, search, I'm really into the idea, because I have total ADD, I'm really into the idea of that maybe if I look at enough pretty planners and bullet journals and shit, I'm going to actually become a little more organized by osmosis, and sometimes that actually does work. Okay. It motivates me a little bit. Like me, like, following Unfuck Your Habitat. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um. So, I just, like, you can't go very far in, like, looking up this stuff without running into, like... You got your Mormon moms who have, mm-hmm. like, master plan organizers of everything because they've got, like, six kids and it's 20 different way. soccer practices to attend and a minivan <laughs> to take care of, and it's the only way. And more power to those women and God help them because I would not want to, like, be around them if someone stole their organizer. Or their uh, minivan. Or their minivan. <laughs> um, and then you've got, like, the evangelical women who, like, buy, like, these, like, giant bibles and then like figure out what gouache is or something Mm -hmm. or like really cheap watercolors and then they start like painting in their bibles and like illustrating in them and like some of them like draw over them or like put little like i've seen them put raindrops i think you need to understand is that these women this is not their only bible okay you have to understand that I know. They but... have like 20 Bibles, like two for every room. And this just happens to be their artsy Bible. And it's more like the, the rationale is very much like I am inspired and the Holy Spirit is moving me to, to like do something creative um, right. about my feelings about the Bible. And so, about God or Jesus or here's my Here's my real complaint about this is okay. they're not putting in enough effort. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, bitches, but if you're not literally getting out your, like, real-ass animal skin vellum and figuring out how to calligraph that onto a new piece of parchment, Mm -hmm. okay, and then, like, painstakingly adding a miniature, like, illustration for every page that you want to add something to, then what are you really doing? Honestly, you should be completely and utterly dedicated to redrawing the Bible entirely, and if you mess up one word, you have to throw the whole thing out. Not even one word. One letter. Get real. That's how we do! Medieval styles! Well, and that's Jewish styles, like, right now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, if one, if absolutely one letter in a Torah scroll, like an actual scroll... Like the whole... The whole big thing. thing. Yeah, because it's all... If one, one letter is wrong... The whole thing gotta go? The whole, Well, it's no longer kosher. Okay. For use. So, either you fix that letter, if it can be fixed, or if you can't fix that letter, you have to take that entire sheet out and then replace the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's too damaged, then you can't use it ever again. Wow. Yeah. There's actually, it's really interesting, because, mm-hmm. um, like, 
it, I mean, it's 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 a very very precise thing. So I'm just kind of like, well, of course, you're doodling mm-hmm. in your Bible. You've got some little pretty watercolor paintings of flowers on the other side. But have you really put in any effort? Unless you're willing to throw the whole thing away if there's one mistake in it. No, <laughs> honestly, amateurs. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think they know they're amateurs. They'll actually, then again, the fact that they're putting it on P- Pinterest suggests otherwise. Really? Because, I mean, I feel like Pinterest is, like, the hobbyists. Uh, anyway, so the whole point <laughs> that I'm having re- right here, right now, is that I really dig Marcus's Bible journaling. I really He's do. super into it. His Bible like, journaling is, like, demons and scary drawings and ballpoint pen. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I very much appreciate this. This is, like, old I, gay priest Bible journal <laughs> style. I think what I love about it is it's very clearly, like, he's got opinions about it. Um, beyond just, like, the artsy-fartsy, he's, you know, here to, to, to be loud about demons. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, like, if I was, like, gonna talk about, like, actually, like, writing in a Bible or something, like, I understand, like, if you've got a highlight or, or mm-hmm. underline or put, like, crack open your fine liners and add some commentary on the sides, because that's truly how you should be doing it. It's and just... yet. But yeah, I... <laughs> I don't That's know. why I appreciate his style, man. I appreciate it, too. And I think it's funny just in comparison to, I don't know, just ideas of how you should treat a sacred text. Yeah. You know? Because it, it is very flippant. And I think, you know, Pinterest aside, that's a very specific, I think, subgroup. But I, I'm pretty sure, like, historically speaking, in the history of, like, yeah. the Catholic Church and, like, just any other kind of church, it's a pretty recent development, I'd feel almost, that that level, like what we see now of mm-hmm. doodling and alteration would be so socially acceptable. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, uh-huh. the, the Catholic Church wasn't really... You're, you're talking about pre-Gutenberg, basically. Yeah. Because previously, that really was a bunch of, like, dudes or even women sometimes mm-hmm. who were nuns like sitting down and writing on like actual animal skin right so when you had like little extra doodles or commentaries it's because someone was bored out of their ever-loving minds yeah um, so it's more like really since the development of the printing press maybe. yeah because at that yeah. point then you have the ability to even engage in that way with mm-hmm. those texts mm-hmm. um and that's what's really interesting and I have a whole sidebar about how I think Jewish people invented the footnote, but I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> so, um, no, but, but there are, there are, I believe you. I believe there are you. early um, printed Bibles, which are really fascinating because they'll have like the Hebrew script of mm-hmm. a text and then they'll have Latin and then they'll have Greek yeah. and then they'll have something else or something else. And it's, and it's like four columns of like yeah, so you different translations. Yeah, so you can look and translate and, yeah. and compare basically. And then slowly over time you started getting notes on the side yep um and that did happen in like written translations of various holy texts i mean that's Mm -hmm. happened in literally any holy text you can possibly think of including the quran i know a lot of people think that there's no editing in that but that's not true (laughs) um so there's there's neat neat little translational footnote histories that happen and oh. editing even now now i'm like back on it like i originally wanted to be a translator just in general mm-hmm. and so i'm so fascinated with uh the whole process yeah but um anyway okay so the exercise because we're literally like two minutes in and 
So I had many. to talk about Bible journaling, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It is funny. Um, and it, it's, it's very charming of Marcus. Um, so anyway, and then after we confirm that Marcus is out of being grounded and he's run away to, to Chicago, uh, we go back to Angela, um, who's going down for a midnight snack. Were you in here by now? Um, I was in here by now. I think this is when I came back in. Yeah. And she opens up the fridge, which lights up the kitchen a little bit. And, oh, look who's at the table. It's Casey. Yeah. Who, as we established at the end of episode one, is definitely the possessed daughter. Yeah. Who fucks up rats. Yeah. 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 And she's being weird. Um... So this is a note I made later, but I think mm-hmm. it's relevant now. I wrote down that possession is used as a metaphor for sexual predators, mm-hmm. especially in this in entire this season. season. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it definitely starts being really creepy right here. Is that, like, don't they say, like, what, she's fresh or something? So yeah, young like, and- something, just basically referencing her being young and, and you know, yeah, fresh is, I think, the word. Yeah. Well, it's something very fresh. And, she's like, milk she's, or something? I don't know. Yeah, and, like, you can see her kind of in the shadows, like, running her hands all over herself, and the voice that she's speaking in is... This is, like, an thing. old man voice. It's an old man voice. It's not her normal, yeah. everyday voice. It's deep and... Whispery and gross. Yeah, like Sounds very... like a sexual predator. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. She's in one of those little floaty nightgown things still. Yeah. You're just like, I, I hate And this. Angela's, like, Gross. freaking out. Like, she gets her iPad and starts recording this. Yeah. Um, and then Casey starts, the, Casey, the voice coming out of Casey starts referencing, oh, your mother is here. Like, you, she's watching you. You better wake up. Yeah. And Casey snaps out of it, comes awake, and she doesn't even look like she knew what where was she was. On. So it's definitely upping the ante, as in weird things are super happening. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> weird, weird things are happening. Um, and then we get to see the new opening. I love the opening for the show. Oh, the opening for the show is so good. I know, it's just pretty, and the music. And it's creepy. Yeah, and you know, they don't rely... Yeah, they don't rely on just the the old callbacks. Like, you know, in the first episode, it was very much like, old school exorcist! And, now and the font and the red. I love that, too, but yes. I also love, like, a full-on opening. Right. It's really fun to watch. And it's an updated one, and it's so pretty. It's, like, all of Chicago, and... It's just and black and white. Architecture. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, it's really pretty. I love the theme. Uh, and then we open into residential Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and is this where we get to Father Marcus talking to the artillery bishop? bishop? I think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because this is when I wrote another note. Okay. Finally. Okay. And I just wrote the moss is pretty, and this is important. LOL. 
Because the like auxiliary bishop makes some dumb comment about his, about hair. his hair, his like yeah. head of hair. He's just and I'm like, like, yeah. Oh yeah, you have you know this this you know poor this poor parish, and you're um, doing and so much, and you're doing this like something for the homeless, program. and it's so great, and you're really, you're really popular, and revitalizing it, and you've got that entire head of hair. It's so useful for what you do. <laughs> yeah, you're the young sexy priest, basically, right? Like, you're marketable. Like, it's almost like he he was just, like, so close to coming out and saying, like, and you haven't yet, like, had an abuse scandal, and we really love it. <laughs> Keep that up. Right? Like, stay normal. Stay normal, please. Please be our poster child. Please drop this, like, nonsense, like, possession mm-hmm. exorcism thing, because we just need you to be pretty and have a nice head of hair and be, like, selfless. Yeah. You're on the Pope Welcoming Committee. Yeah. Take a chill pill. Yeah. And that's... Well, is he on the... He's not. No, he was told that he was on some sort of welcoming oh, committee okay. for the the Pope coming to oh, town. okay. Yeah. Um, so that... Which was part of why he's like, no, like, uh, I need you to be the golden child. Stay the golden child. Don't make waves. Just do what you do. Do what you've been doing. Yeah. Um, and that will be very useful to us. And just have luscious, luscious locks of hair. Completely luscious. Okay. Okay. So, uh, either way... I feel like Tomas feels a little condescending to, a little objectified, very cranky that he can't get the exorcism he wants. Pobrecito. And then we meet, uh, we go back to Angela, and we meet Maria Walters. I had another note right here. Okay. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm so fascinated at your occasional notes <laughs> my my choice of note taking yeah. i knew you were gonna take a lot of notes so i just wrote what i really needed to write down i took like only a third of the notes i took for the first episode that's yeah but so. we also talked for like two hours the first episode oops. oops okay so tell me about your maria note my note is maria walters is rich and therefore evil wow well, no, I mean, okay, so the immediate, the immediate thing you get is, like, Angela comments on her bag, and she's like, thanks, it's this, like, maiden voyage, and then she starts talking about her husband, who's fighting cancer, mm-hmm. cancer's a bitch, but, uh, what, like, a tough son of a bitch, but no, so is he, and... No, no, he's a, he's a tough so, son of a bitch, but so is cancer. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. In that order. In that order. And, uh... She's just talking and chatting, and she's like, oh, like, blah, 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 and Angela's like, well, you got the Pope, and she's like, oh, the foundation got the Pope, and she's like, well, you give, like, it's your husband's foundation, or whatever, and I don't know, but... She she, she has just, money. She has money. Enough money to bribe Rome to bring them the Pope Yeah, which, I mean, that seems a little, like... Even if we don't know anything else about her, that's kind of like, oh, wow, she's got a lot of money. Yeah. And she bribed the Vatican to get the Pope. Yeah. Which is so... Which I mean, seems a little unsettling. I, I just find it, like, so amusing to me. Like, the idea that there's just clearly this very strong competition against amongst rich catholics like we gotta get the pope yeah i wonder what actually so we actually did get the pope in philadelphia yeah like, we did what last year the year before uh, it was like I two it was, years ago now is it really maybe i don't know i was working i was working in philly okay. i'm still working in philly and my boss literally like just like ahead of time she was like don't 
come in. Work from <laughs> I remember home. this. She you was like, you're home for like a week and a half. Yeah, because the freaking Pope was coming and because the Pope was basically shutting down everything in that city. Right. It was like impossible. Like okay. literally, I remember like, I, like the beginning of like the week that he was going to come or like leading up to when the Pope was coming to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was insane. I tried to go to Starbucks and they had literally like, I, I don't know, it was like from almost floor to ceiling boxes of like backup stuff. Oh my god! Because they were expecting the Pope. The and, Pope. And I'm like, I I work in University City. It's like across the river from like the actual center center of yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. And we're still like literally having Starbucks stockpile everything like the apocalypse <laughs> is coming. Okay. Because the Pope is here. Because the Pope is going to be here. Oh my it was god. insane. You couldn't go See, anywhere without seeing the Pope's face. You couldn't do anything without seeing the Pope's face. You couldn't like. Like, literally all of the public transportation was, like, we're going to be on a Pope schedule for the week. Yeah. Um, they had to shut down, like, entire freeways and highways for the Pope. See, I can't it was even... insane. I, I re- refuse to go to Philly when the Eagles are playing, which, by the way, we can't go on Sunday. Um, okay. <laughs> so, I, I think I just avoided the entire concept of Philadelphia for that well, okay, but, but I don't easy work for there. you. You don't yeah, work I know. there. I'm just lucky my boss was like, I literally, like, again, my boss lives on the other side of the river up by, like, the art museum and stuff. Yeah. And she was not going to be able to make it across the river for, like, it's, like, maybe, like, five, ten minutes, technically. I mean, it's, like, probably a 15-minute drive. Yeah. It's not far. No. Okay, you could walk in 30 minutes. But the Pope was there. But the Pope was there and literally shut down any of the, like, roads that she would have needed to get across the river i'm not i'm not like exaggerating i know i know like i'm not going to be able to make it to work so you should just work from home and i was like you know what that sounds like a good idea because it sounds like a literal hellscape on earth when the pope is here yeah my condolences to literally everyone in chicago in this fictional world right because god damn it maria you bought the pope or you bought the pope for a week and, and that just makes going to Starbucks so much more of a hassle. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so <laughs> Angela, I guess, works for a hotel. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, she's like the event coordinator of some sort. And I guess that everyone in the Pope's entourage is going to sleep there. Yeah, but not the Pope. Because the Pope is going to be in some undisclosed location. Sleeping on a floor. Yeah. He apparently sleeps on the floor. And apparently he's, like, a little more nice to the gays. Yeah. So he's he's clearly modeled after the current Pope in yeah. that, like, he's only moderately homophobic and transphobic. <laughs> right. More, well, but outright Maria, transphobic you know, and moderately homophobic <laughs> is really what that is. And that <laughs> makes him such a wonderful Pope, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, compared to the other options, unfortunately. <laughs> I still can't believe, did, I wonder when the last, the other pope, the Mm -hmm. non-active pope, I wonder if he's still kicking. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to You know, they, like, release smoke signals if, like, shit happens. Yeah, I know they do. I know that. All I know (laughs) is, apparently, with the current pope, is it the current, yeah, the current pope, my mom, when he was a professor at, like, in San Francisco, my mom took classes. With the current pope? With the current pope. Tight. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, so they're expecting the the Pope at this hotel where Angela works, and while she and Maria are talking, she gets this, like, garbled text from Casey. 
Yeah, it's just like key smashing. Key smashing. But we looked at it, we're like, we have no idea what that means. So I'm assuming it's just meant to be incomprehensible. So Angela calls it, and they're just like, oh my God, please don't do that. <laughs> Heavy breathing. Gross. So, I know, but that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, so, Wait, I just had this thought, and this is probably bullshit. I wonder if you could read that garbled text message backwards. Like, you know how uh, there used to be all those conspiracy theories that if you would play, like, a song backwards, it was, like, the devil saying something? Red rum. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's probably not what that is. It was probably literally just key smashing. Yeah. Like, but now I'm curious. Think about. I wish you thought of that before, but I didn't write down the key smashing, so I have no idea. It's probably pointless. Hopefully. <laughs> If somebody else finds otherwise, then let us know. Let us know what that is an acronym for. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, continue. Hopefully not wolf fucking or suckling. Oh my god. <laughs> wolf suckling. Wolf That's lactation. Like, <laughs> this is like the word, worst combination. Suckling. suckling. God, it's like the word moist. It's just <laughs> awful to listen to. Yeah. Moist. Moist wolf tits. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I'm not. You're okay. banned. So, anyway. Oh, I did write. I wrote another note. This okay. This was actually less stupid than my other ones so far. Not a not a high bar. Wow, that's hurtful. Tell me your note. Okay. Um. So I wrote down that um, the Pope's name is Pope Sebastian. So okay. basically, popes choose like Pope names. Yes. Right? And they choose, like, a saint, usually, to name mm-hmm. themselves after. So the current pope is Pope Francis. Um, mm-hmm. That's Francis of Assisi, who's the, like... So what did Saint Sebastian do? Saint Sebastian, I don't really remember, but I do know him um, from all the really great, fun times that we talked about how, like, uh, homoerotic his paintings are. Hey! So he's the guy, um, for anyone who's ever looked at a couple of paintings of saints being martyred he's the one who's always like tied to a tree mm-hmm. um with a lot of arrows sticking out of him oh, um, penetration yeah <laughs> like, all over and he's usually just in a loincloth and he's usually very very classically handsome and you know his like arms are tied up above him and he's She's demonstrating this up against the tree i know actively um and he's <laughs> pierced with like a bazillion arrows and it's all very like Sexual, mm-hmm. um, are there dicks bondages? on trees? No, there okay. are not dicks on those trees. But I, I do know that Stephen Colbert once parodied like a Saint Sebastian image. Okay, just so you know. Well, I mean that would explain a lot as for why he's less homophobic. Yeah, <laughs> his favorite saint is the really, really gay one. Ooh, damn. I okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, okay. So Angela rushes home. And nobody's home. So she calls Casey's cell phone again, trying to get in touch. Um, and it starts going off. And it rings on her pillow. And it rings on her pillow. And it's just ringing. And... And you stopped and, like, took this moment to talk about how nice her room looked. Yeah. Okay, Casey has a really nice room. She's got this, like, really pretty blue and white wallpaper. She's got, and like, I'm all about that fluffy rug. Yeah. Um, yeah, you are. So... Um, I was, I was just really sorry. She's got such a pretty room. I want yeah. that bedroom in that moment. Um, but anyway. <laughs> but not in the moment following. But because, not in the uh... moment following. Um, because then all of a sudden, you know, 
uh, Angela is interrupted by everyone coming home. You mm-hmm. know, her husband and both daughters went out to go get ice cream. Yep. And Angela's kind of worried, like, where were you? And they're just kind of like, well, we just went out. Like, like why are you being so extra? Um, and then Angela picks up Casey's cell phone. I be- It was Angela. But um, underneath was the worst thing ever. It was like a centipede. Yes. It was horrifying. Yeah. And, and then she's like, oh, I'm never sleeping on that pillow again. And then Kat goes. It was like goes, a little weird wet. There was a yeah, moist like, spot oh on my the pillow. God. Yeah, it was lactating. Oh, no. <laughs> can't do that biologically. And yet, demons. So anyway, uh, Kat's like, whatever, I'm going to like go kill it. And she picks up the pillow and there's more of them. They're just in, like, this big swirling, like, blob of gross bugs. It was nasty. It was so nasty. I did have another note here, which I think okay. is really cool. So uh-huh. there, there's, like, this thing. Um, when people used to have feather pillows, mm-hmm. there used to be this idea that, I don't remember the exact term for it, but there used to be this idea that if there was, like, a knotted, like, nest, mm-hmm. like a circle of feathers in oh. the center of your pillow, you uh-huh. would either we're going to die like pretty immediately afterwards or you um already died and that you would discover like a death crown of feathers inside the pillow in like a circle Hmm. like that is there any explanation for that that you know of um just things getting knotted and yeah i think some people like some i don't think there's like a real explanation some people are like oh it's scary and like a superstition kind of thing and Mm -hmm. some people suggest that like when you have a bunch of feathers in a feather pillow, like, someone who's very, very ill or, like, feverish may just get, like, a ton of feathers, like, matted together from yeah, their moist sweat. body. Stop saying moist! <laughs> People are gonna unsubscribe because they hate the word moist. Yeah, and of course, and it's not because you talked about <laughs> lactating for, like, five minutes. Got it. Um, no, but I don't know. I have no idea why these little weird death crowns of feathers happen, but when I saw the centipedes, I was like, oh my god! That's probably a reference. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. It might or, be. It's it's possibly a reference, or maybe it's just weird bullshit I noticed. Probably. That yeah. should be a new bit. Okay, continue. Weird bullshit that you notice? It's like every day of my life. No, it's either a reference or it's weird bullshit Oh, you okay. I get it now. Yeah. So then we go back to Tom Tomas, mm-hmm. um, who comes in and he's wearing my favorite shirt. He's got this like workout cutoff cut sweatshirt, sweatshirt, sweatshirt hoodie. Yeah, where it's like got the little like hoodie pocket, you know, mm-hmm. mono pocket pouch thing, and mm-hmm. then it's like just completely just cut off the the arms at the shoulders, and you're just like, dude. You want to show off them arms. Yeah. He's got the guns out. He's got a license. He's armed and dangerous. (laughs) 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 I feel like I was really vibing, like, that's like the tune from his congeniality. (laughs) You think I'm gorgeous. You want to kiss me. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That that Marcus thinks of, he's pretty. He, does. he wants to kiss him. Yes, it's true. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so I just love the music that's playing in this scene. I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down either, but I remember loving it. 
And it was all very, it's, I remember the lyrics being very heavy handed, just like in episode one. Oh yeah. Because. That's beautiful. <laughs> Marcus walks in and he's looking around and there's all this stuff in his living room that is not his and out pops Marcus from the kitchen. And he says, we're out of eggs. We're out of eggs. <laughs> I'm so domestic. It's hysterical. Like. There's like, like suddenly like Tomas is just like he got like a surprise boyfriend like yeah. all of a sudden. Suddenly he now has a live-in boyfriend. Um I like he, who broke in. Who broke in and is announcing that they're out of eggs. Right. I literally summarized this entire scene in my notes by writing gay in cursive capital letters. Yeah. Like and it, not like I mean, but from us, that's yeah. like a just a genuine like. Yep, this is pretty gay. We love it. I know, right? Like domestic boyfriends, and it's so surprise funny. Boyfriend, he, he drags him for his taste in movies. Apparently, Tomas is a Nicolas Cage fan. Oh, embarrassing! That is embarrassing. I wonder if he's into the B movie where he gets, you know, that oh, the B movie. Yeah. Wait, isn't Nicolas Cage also the one in National Treasure? Yes. Well. That would be less embarrassing, I think. Yeah, I think that's a redeeming Nicolas Cage movie. But that was not the one that Marcus threw up. It was something I'm not sure. Else. I couldn't actually see. Some deep cut, probably. probably. <laughs> um, but they're just kind of, um, they're, they're kind of rubbing on each other. Uh, just, it's just like, you, you basically broke out of the thing. Like, where were you? They asked me where you were, and I didn't know. And Marcus is just like, so who's Jessica? Like, all these questions about me. Why don't we ask some about you? Yeah. And Jamal is like, where did you go for, like, days? This is, like, days ago that they asked me what happened to you. And he's like, I was sightseeing. I went to go see the shiny bean. The shiny bean. What was that? Anish Kapoor. Yeah, that is Anish Kapoor. <laughs> That is why Anish Kapoor, I'm Team Kapoor. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, um, but the one-upmanship going on in the scene is delightful. I actually wrote down, um, I, I wrote down the quote, like, of Marcus saying to Tomas, like, you do exactly as you're told, don't you? And then I just wrote down, why does this sound so, like, Dom Subby? Like, this is just like, oh, he does exactly what he's told. Yeah. I think it's, like, the old older more rebellious and the you know he's the young versus the younger like obedient yeah it's a vibe that i didn't know i would appreciate until i was given it (laughs) on a silver platter and i was like yeah i understand now it's like i don't really watch gay porn but i imagine that's a pretty big gay porn like genre genre Yeah. yeah i can see that being a thing especially with the priest factor thrown in um, oh, that's fair. You know, like, wow, you know I never how, thought about this. There, you you got to figure there's got to be like an Exorcist TV like porn spinoff somewhere. God, if there's not, then you all have to get on it because right? really, what are you doing with Stop your life? Wasting your time on like the 500th Marvel porn parody. Oh my and god, that no one on, cares about. That no one cares about. And get on this. Hey. You're you're welcome. <laughs> hey Fox, please renew the show. <laughs> Um, so anyway, now we move on to, uh, lacrosse game. No, no, you're, you're skipping the important part, which is that? that, uh, okay, so before the lacrosse game happens, there's this whole conversation, they are having this one-upmanship moment, but mm-hmm. Marcus basically asks about the fact that, like, you were basically at a place for broken priests, what are you yes. doing, and, like, why are you there, and it takes a minute, but, mm-hmm. like, then 
no, not Marcus. Tomas asks about this, and, and Marcus is basically, like, saying, like, well, um, he finally admits his backstory, which is that, that's like, later, was, actually. Are you sure that's later? Yeah. That's... No, I wrote down Broken Priest right here. Yeah, no, he does do that, but that's close to the end of the episode. You're jumping nope. ahead. Yeah. No. Nope. I promise you. Okay. I suppose. It's, like, several scenes you. later. See, you need to Oh, wait, I, okay, I believe you. I checked my other notes. You're right. Wow. Forgot. So, anyway. we'll, we'll get back to Marcus's backstory. <laughs> Might be. Later. First, we have to talk about Casey's lacrosse game. Yeah. Um, the creepy dude. Watching the creepy the old man. And that's actually where I initially wrote um, possession as a metaphor for sexual predators. Yeah. And um, the language about, like, all of this, and especially them talking about uh, the demon going after Casey is very much uh, grooming yeah, talk. Yeah, it really is. And him telling her how special she is and all that creepiness. So that's yeah. bound to make a couple people uncomfortable if that's, like, a heavy subject for you. Yeah. It but, will not um, get lighter as the season no, goes on. No, no, it gets pretty overt. Um, but she's yeah. playing lacrosse and she's getting frustrated because this other girl playing defense is super aggressive and knocks Casey over and there's probably, I mean, I don't know anything about lacrosse, but it's implied by Kat that she probably should have been called for, like, a foul or something equivalent. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but Kate, you can see Casey getting frustrated and mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see this creepy old guy mm-hmm. sitting on the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's cut back and forth between being there and not there in different shots, so it's very yeah. apparent that... He's in her head. He's imagined in some way. Because she acknowledges him when he appears. Um, But she gets bumped again. And she just kind of stops and starts staring creepily down the field. Like, she just... It's it's, a death glare. It's a death glare. But also it's like she's dissociating at the same time. Because she doesn't actually seem aware of anything else going around her. Um... If looks could break someone's bone out of their, like, leg. This one did. This one did. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty gruesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then it goes to, what, like, Marcus and Tomas talking about the letters. Yeah. uh, Um, Trolling each other. Um, and Marcus read all of the Jessica letters. Yep. And he's... He comments that they're very 19th century. Mm-hmm. They're very, like, oh, if only I could imagine you again. Yeah. Bullshit like that. Or, yeah, really like, ridiculous. I can only think about you when you're not... When I'm when alone. I'm alone. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He's just like, this is very, very straight and very, very uh, naive of you to keep. Um, especially if you really want to be serious about this exorcism thing because it'll be used used against you by the demon by the demon and tomas is just like you know it's it's just a memory a memory of something beautiful uh have you ever given up something beautiful son a memory is something that happened in the past not a letter uh service that you're actively you know, it's not your active pen pal, I just, bro. I just really love, like, he's like, have you ever given up something beautiful? And Marcus is just like, no. 
Bye. <laughs> I've never... Everything in life is horrible. My entire life has been tragic heretofore. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was feeling the 19th century vibe. What yeah. can I say? Yeah. But long story short, Marcus is just like, you need to break this off. It's, you need to chill. Otherwise, Casey's going to get hurt if you're pursuing You need to put an ice pack on your dick. <laughs> several i mean a nice back for the dick and two for the balls yep just just blew it just out buddy cool it cool it off mm-hmm. um then it goes to family game night jenga yeah like massive jenga ah. oh that's not that big no, that was really like, big my family has like my virginia family has like these like uh custom made jenga that's bigger than that it's enormous. Okay, for first off, if it's custom made, then it's no longer Jenga TM, now is it? And secondly, <laughs> it's any bigger than that. You're like literally like putting people at risk for being concussed when that shit falls over. That's people should be playing normal sized Jenga. Listen, if you're not wearing a construction hat when you play Jenga, are you really playing Jenga? That is horrifying. <laughs> anyway, so there's this part where like mom walks in she's late for game night and she's she already got anything. like her whiskey on the rocks or whatever yeah. like in her fucking hand and this is where like cat just like says like gulp and i'm just like oh because you know it takes me a moment sometimes to realize if they're not like actively being like this person's an alcoholic um because yeah. my dad is an alcoholic so <laughs> sometimes someone when, with like constant someone, glass of wine yeah some, seeing someone with a constant glass of some sort of alcoholic substance doesn't actually register immediately to me as that person is an alcoholic because i have no concept of like how yeah. often is too often because i've only really, known too I mean, often yeah she reminds me i keep thinking of like olivia pope from scandal because She's old, like she. If she's home, she's got a glass of wine. Um, I've never watched Scandal. Eh. Probably for the best, right? Yeah, you would really hate the president. I mean, as far as I, I know exactly. Fuck Fitz. Seriously. Two things about Scandal, which is that everyone hates Fitz, and that Olivia Pope should have been president. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just knew Olivia Pope's name is really yeah. what I knew. She's wonderful. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, second watch around, I finally understood that, yes, the mom is probably a low-key alcoholic because... Gulp. Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sad that it took me that long, but... Um, it definitely took me until, like, the later half of my first watch to realize it. So... Okay. I think it's it's just kind of subtly done like it's if you're looking for the right thing yeah it's there um well because i know you told me in the in the pilot thing that didn't air that that's a little more obvious and that's why yeah, i need to look for it this time exactly um so but she comes in and she's she, what is it cat is like annoyed with her because it makes a comment about how oh yeah like you think i'm the devil and her dad is like what her dad was actually pretty lucid at this part, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, he was. Um, he was, like, joking about the fact that, like, this is a load-bearing part. You can't take that out. It'll all fall mm-hmm. over. And then like, he does okay. architecture. He does architecture or engineering or whatever. And mm-hmm. she's like, let's be clear. You went to school to do toilets, not, like, skyscrapers. planning, daughter yeah. of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was cute. It was a good so moment. And so, anyway, yeah, so. But she's but pissed. 
because the drinking and the mom thinks I'm the devil and also she missed lacrosse game. Yes. And dad is like, wait, what about being the devil? And Angela covers it up with like, oh no, like I was just concerned because Kat never leaves and um, I'm glad she went to the lacrosse game. Uh, but then she kind of side-eyes Casey like, you know, she's not herself. Mm-hmm. She's not herself. Yeah. And the dad's just kind of like dot, dot, dot. And then Casey goes over and, like, takes out, like, one of the load-bearing Jenga blocks. Mm -hmm. And, like, it should literally fall over, but it's, like, just, like, hovering. Where, not hovering, hovering, but, hovering. No, it's, like, hovering? Hovering. What kind of accent is that? Are you suddenly from the Midwest now? Hovering. (laughs) What's the difference between your hover and your hovering? Hovering. Uh, hoovering is what you never do. <laughs> hovering is... I don't know. Okay. It, it sounds a little bit like noovering. Is that what you're going for there? No. Hovering. Um, okay. It's not hovering anyway. It's not like actually lifted up off of anything. It's just not falling over. Yeah. It's static and she's like peering. It's, Through, like, the little hole. I actually thought that was supposed to be a reference to the old guy's face. Oh. Doesn't he also have blue eyes? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's what I assumed. I don't know. But the mom gets really freaked out about it, and then the, it all finally collapses, and they're like, aha, game over. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, if you take out the thing that should knock it all over, the game is definitely over. It's true. Um, Homeless? Yeah, it goes to, um, they're having one of those homeless event things at the church. That Tomas set up. Tomas is set up. He, like, is blessing some holy water, and then he puts them on, and then, um, in the background, I love this, one of the, the lady who was, like, giving the, like, talk, Mm -hmm. she's, like, talking about how she, like, cleaned herself up, now she's got a place to live, and she's got a job, and she's going to night school, and then I just love this, this is, like, a total background, like, commentary thing, but I love that they even put in effort into, like, the, like, garbage that, like, you're not really paying attention to, Mm -hmm. but it's just some lady talking in the background, and she's like, real talk? I need a promotion. (laughs) I know, I I was like, girl, I love you, I understand, you (laughs) deserve that promotion. I know, I was, like, really rooting for her, like, you get it, girl. You get that Parks and Rec promotion, and (laughs) please, 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 leave for the show Parks and Rec so that you survive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I hope that character secretly exists in another genre entirely. Yeah, like, this is her, like... That's her good day. She got got it all together. She's... She she, lives in a comedy. Yeah. You know? She lives in a comedy. She's she's got a nice sitcom life. Yeah. And it's good for her. She has, like, a tragic backstory, but, like, a a sitcom funny comedy life. Yeah. She, she's really turned it around. I'm so proud. She switched genres entirely. Sometimes she cameos in her old one, but like I said, it's just a cameo, and it's not fatal. <laughs> she made sure that was part of her contract. Oh, good job for her. <laughs> um, what we find out is that, like, Angela and Marcus have, like, a conversation about the holy water, because she starts immediately trying to scoop some up in a water bottle like a crazy person. <laughs> you know, you can just straight buy holy water, Angela. Yeah. Like, my think. grandparents literally kept, like, a liter of holy water in our fridge for, like, at least a solid ten years, okay? That's all? It's I, not still there? It might be. I don't know. <laughs> you should call them and ask. I might. 
Listen, they used to genuinely have, like, you know those little plastic things that you put... You know when you buy those, like, cans of frozen orange juice? Mm-hmm. Um, when you buy those cans of, like, frozen orange juice and you stick it in one of those little plastic, like, tub thing, you know? Yeah. With the plasticky, like, lift-up top yeah. and then it pours out. They had that, but it was full of holy water. And it was marked with, like, duct tape and it said, holy water, in black Sharpie. So you didn't accidentally drink the stupid thing. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know why Angela thinks she has to just scoop this up into, like, a little plastic, like, Mm -hmm. kitty-sized water bottle when you can just go buy that shit, like, I don't know. I'm from like, the priest, maybe. I don't know. Do like, Father, it? like, here, this bless like, this water for me. Right? I got some Aquafina. Can you bless it? Like, they can do that. Right. Like, it would just make sense, but she's just there was being some, shady. Some, some, somebody on Tumblr, like, once was like, can you just bless, like, a lake or some shit? And then this girl asked her, like, brother who is like training to become a priest and he's like well you have to make sure that like the water that you're blessing isn't going to be like i don't know contaminated or something he's Mm -hmm. like so nothing impure can happen to it so that's why you try to keep it down to like a minimum of like this water bottle or that like font (laughs) no Uh, i gotta be responsible for this holy water bottle yeah exactly so he's like i could technically bless a lake but it would have to be like a private protected lake where no one would actually go swimming in it naked or something so that's why you don't bless the lake i was like have you ever gone skinny dipping in holy water not recommended if you're possessed can i just say uh the dead sea is a trip okay yes uh they tell you right beforehand they're just like by the way if you have like any injuries on your body you will find out good luck and then like half the people get in and they're just like my god i did not realize that my asshole could burn like this and you're just like wow i felt yeah. really sorry because like half the i need to like sorry i need to explain this but um sidebar i feel really bad for all of the girls who were like my vagina is now burning and i'm like uh, honey what did you do but it's just like it like it's not even that you necessarily did anything it's just you're, you're not like body's natural ph or no it's just the fact that so much salt like on any mucosal yeah any any mucus membrane is bound to burn a little you know it's just not good moist mucus oh my god I'm just saying, some people, like, if you just, like, move your legs a little bit wrong in that thing, it is going to feel a little mighty uncomfortable. A little mighty. <laughs> you know, if I ever go to the Dead Sea, I will keep that in mind. There's no, there's nothing you can do to prevent it. No. No, but at least I feel warned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going in there like, something is happening right now. <laughs> and uh, you just gotta make sure you don't use abrasive toilet paper for, like, three days leading up to that event. Um, the double shave pie. two days beforehand, because yeah. you do not want to have any shave God. burn. You know what's the worst is, like, if you shave too soon before, like, going to get a pedicure or something, and you, like, do it day of, mm-hmm. and, you know, they do a lotion, you're just like... So I imagine it's like that, but worse. It's like that times 10,000. That's a lot of thousands. You, you've got to realize, this is an ungodly amount of salt. <laughs> and yet. Um, anyway. So hold on. If you if you put salt in holy water, does that make it more holy? Or Probably, more right? Because, like, salt, like, keeps away demons and shit. Yeah. Does it keep away demons in this universe, though? Because. Yeah. It's a, is it featured? 
I don't know, but that's like fucking everything, right? Everyone knows that you throw salt over your shoulder to keep away the devil. That's true. Okay. My boss once laughed at me because I used to do that. I still do that. It's like a habit. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was miming the the, the, salt over shoulder. It's a sound effect, not uh, You know what's really funny is like uh, her, like she told me she's, she's Ukrainian. She's like, you know, some people they used to like, like fake spit or like real spit to like spit on the devil. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, because they two, two, two. Yeah. Apparently it's like a Slavic thing. Gotcha. Hilarious. Anyway, Marcus supports Angela in her quest for shadily begotten... Holy uh, water? Holy water. Again, yeah. why didn't they just fucking bless, like, a fucking... I don't know. Arrowhead but he, tank But he tells shit. her, like, yeah. Yeah, put it in her regular water. Yeah. Have her drink this gross-ass shit that everyone stuck their hands in, because that's sanitary. <laughs> It'll be fine for her. But just, you know, the demon won't like it. And it's going to be really hard to watch. And you're just like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Um, and so then we go back to just, like, the food kitchen line as part of this. And a possessed homeless dude, like approaches Casey. Yeah. Is he possessed? Yeah. Is he just connected to the devil? Or, like, because later they call him schizophrenic. And I'm like, can we not, like, conflate mm-hmm. these things? Yeah, I think there's a lot of that there because I know during uh, Angela and Tomas's conversation, they're like, no, like, you need to send Casey to a therapist because we have to make sure um, that it's not a mental illness. Um, yeah. We have to go through the right process. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely an awareness of the conflation because he's described as schizophrenic, but, yeah. um, By when, Marcus. when Marcus later pulls him away from Casey, uh, this, this homeless guy, that's when we hear that, uh, lupus and fabula comment again, comment again yeah. which Marcus would know because that's what the demon said when he was exercising him when he was a boy. Right. So it's that very specific behavior and reference that you're like, no, this guy is not ill. He's possessed. No, because later Marcus specifically says the schizophrenic man recognized the demon in her. Okay. That's why I noted it. Huh. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. That It is very Buffy, though. Remember, like, when Glory mm-hmm. was, like... In in Buffy yeah, season, I don't remember what season five. at five. I was gonna say five, but I was afraid of being wrong. Um, it's okay, I know my Buffy. <laughs> says the girl I introduced Buffy to. You did not formally. Intru- no, formally. No, formally. Just, I made you sit down and watch it. Right, you made you accompanied me through my like entire watch of it, but I was very familiar with Buffy beforehand. Okay, I was very enamored I, of Buffy. You liked Buffy. But you weren't like I was a casual watcher of Buffy yeah. growing up, but but I was anyway. Sat down and we digress the again. Anyway, so remember when Glory was like around and like all the people who had mental illnesses, um, either because she sucked their brains or because like they just had mental illness and they could recognize like who Dawn really was. Yes, is that maybe what we're kind of seeing here because i that's what i thought because marcus called that guy schizophrenic and was like he recognized the demon i don't think so because of what happens later in the episode i guess um i think that i think that what happened in the episode the reason why he would have referred to him as schizophrenic is that it's more socially acceptable to prefer to that behavior as a mental illness and to say oh by the way that other possessed dude um 
depending on who he said it to. I don't remember who he said. He said it to Tomas. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah, maybe. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the implication here is because they they also talk about the the lady in the background who we were mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you go, girl. We hope you're actually in the sitcom now." Yeah. Um. She talks about how, like, being homeless makes you vulnerable and that, like, people don't want anything to do with you and all Mm -hmm. that. And I was wondering if maybe, like, this combination of being homeless and And, schizophrenic mm -hmm. somehow makes him more vulnerable to the possession aspect. Yeah. Because I I do feel like there is a, throughout the season, there is a large um, connection drawn between the homeless population in Chicago around all of this and a common level of possession, which I feel some kind of way about that. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have to think about how to articulate that, um, because it's, and I mean, it just, uh, here's the thing. It also comes up that like the upper levels and the people who are supposedly good are also pretty corrupt, but yeah. So it, I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird thing. I have weird feelings about it. I don't know what they are yet. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll we'll talk it out a little bit more as we have more content in the show to actually kind of draw those comparisons on. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, then we get to see Tomas and Jessica. Yeah. They meet up at their old spot. I just wrote, "Boy, you cockblocked your damn self." <laughs> He really did, though. He really did. It was They're so all funny, flirty, though. and then he's like, "How's I don't know what's his face?" Jim. And, yeah, Jim. I don't it's know. Jim. I have How's no idea. Jim, and she's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" No, I'm first clearly like him. out here to commit adultery with a priest, and you've really got to bring up the guy I'm like married to. <laughs> You're an idiot. No, first, she's mad at him because he's talking about work. She's like, "I took two subway lines, three subway lines, and I lied your ass." Like, in at least two different ways. Like, I've committed so many sins, and I'm ready to come here and commit a few more, and you've really got to, like, get started on this, boy. Yeah. You gotta talk about work. Disappointed. I don't want to remember that you're a priest right now. I wanted to get laid. Yeah, she's just like, you have a pretty face, and I was planning on sitting on it tonight. (laughs) What are you doing? Stop talking. Get licking. (laughs) I'm sorry. But for real, though. (laughs) Okay. Suffice to say, she does not take well to being reminded that she's married. No, she really doesn't. Like, girl, that's why you gotta get yourself a divorce. When you're like, I'd rather get laid by like with this priest. Yeah, you're gonna be like, maybe I shouldn't be married right now. Right. Maybe that's what's best for me. Yeah. And there's some, like, petty sniping about the fact that, like, it's been 13 months since he last wrote a letter, and all of a sudden, now they're meeting up again. Um, I think it's definitely, the the timing is interesting, you know? Yeah. But, anyway, she's gonna leave him in the cold, because she's pissed that he gets cold feet. Yeah. Despite her, like, smooth, like, thigh grab. Yeah. Like, she was definitely creeping up the landscape there. Not the landscape. That's not the word I was looking for. The valleys. (laughs) The valleys and the mountains. Well, I don't know if she made it to the mountain, but... (laughs) Well, then. (laughs) She was angling for the foothills. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know 
landscaping from is the next scene is when we see that homeless possessed dude get into the um, Tattersall landscaping truck. I did not remember this. <laughs> well, I thought you were going for like manscaping landscaping and I thought that was funny, but you're like, no, it has to do with the homeless guy who got into a landscaping truck. He needs to landscape his face, to be honest. Well... Uh, Tattersall but, is isn't Tattersall the one owned by? That becomes important later, right? It does become important later. Okay, that's because, a spoiler, though. Yes. Okay. So, it, so what happened? Yeah. So Marcus is stalking this guy, and he sees him get into this truck for this like landscaping company, uh-huh. and then he goes to like raid this guy's tent to you know snoop and figure out. Whatever he's trying he to figure can't out. just mind, pe- like, his own business. He's, like, got to, like, break into everyone's home, <laughs> including a tent on the side of the road. Like, damn. But it's not empty. Yeah. So there's, like, this possessed lady inside. Yeah, that's sure a thing. Who um, is, she's like, funny. she's hilarious. Funniest demon of the episode. <laughs> goes That award goes to this old lady. Right? Which is kind of great because, honestly, a lot of demons are not that funny. Um, they're just not, you know? They're, they're mostly just creepy. And you're like, buddy, you need a humor. If only humor would possess you. <laughs> you need to be possessed by a Thank funny you. bone. <laughs> I just love her like the, the ghost th- of a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she was like, ooh. All three when when he's like in the name of everything yeah she's like oh all three very scary like holy man she's like uh like leave this person in the name of I can tell you yeah on on whose authority in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit ooh all three yeah and he's like the power of Christ compels you she's just like do I look compelled. And I'm like, y'all are sassy, and I love you. Right? Like, demons are just like, man, fuck you, and fuck the horse you rode it on. That's fair. Actually, that's probably not the right thing to say, because they probably will actually make you fuck a horse if they thought it would fuck with somebody. There's a lot of bestiality (laughs) in this episode that you have put in that did not exist. I know! It's... Time to move on. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but but I think um, what's interesting is that Marcus's uh, reputation as an exorcist is well known amongst the demon community. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the phrasing I was going to use. That's um, why we're friends. And she calls him a you know a vessel of nothing. So I think that's painful. Yeah, and that, that the deep. implication is that. Uh, the thing that happened in, was it Mexico? Yeah. Um, where he lost the little boy mm-hmm. has changed his ability to channel whatever it was that made him a good exorcist. And... Whatever it was. You mean God. Like, literally, that's, like, the story here is yes. that he was channeling God. Yes. And now he is not channeling God. Sucks to be you, buddy. The the faucet has run dry. It is not even moist. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> the moistness of the spirit has left him. Do you realize that, like, this means that he's trying to ejaculate the Holy Spirit onto demons? <laughs> oh, 
honestly, that would make me leave my body too. <laughs> because like vessel in like chalice is usually like you know, uh, yeah, a feminine sort of thing, and and then to to like spill forth the holiness onto the demon. It's just very. It's a dick metaphor. It, yeah. I simplified that for you. Thank you. You're welcome. So anyway, he's clearly very torn up about the fact that he is so very, very empty. That he, um, (laughs) doesn't have anything flowing through him anymore. He's, you know, what's that word? Not lubricated with the Holy Spirit anymore? No. (laughs) (laughs) He's, you know, limp. Flaccid. Um, <laughs> impotent. There we go. Impotent with all high five. Sp- high five. Thank okay. you. I, I was looking for the word impotent. <laughs> Got it. Got there eventually. So family dinner. Family dinner with the holy water. Much less sex jokes. Yes. Although I have a question. Pea soup. Yes. Pea soup. Oh yeah. Pea soup. They're having pea soup. By the way. Throwback. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, I don't know if you know this. You probably don't, because I think, I don't know. <clears throat> but, um, t- Bountiful, Thy Bountiful Hands? Yeah. I thought it was from Thy Bounty. I don't know. Bountiful Hands? What the fuck does that mean? Whose hands are bountiful? I wonder, because it was the, the prayer the prayer that the dad, whose name I've now forgotten, um, and we'll remember later. Uh, I haven't remembered his name this entire time we've been talking. <laughs> no, so. Me neither. He's been bad. the dad the, the dad. entire time. Yeah, dad rants. Um, I, I was kind of wondering, because he does kind of stumble through the prayer and has, like, an oh, forgetful sure. moment. But, but so. I was also wondering if that might be, like, a, a, you know, how it went from, like, and also with you to, like, and with your spirit, Maybe. which drives me absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, May the force be with you. And also with you. Yeah. Yeah. We lift up our lightsabers. <laughs> we lift them up to the force. The real reason why Ben Solo went to the dark side is because they fucking changed it on him to, like, and with your lightsaber spirit. <laughs> and he was just like, what the fuck? And just lost it. With went to the dark side. Crystal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the phrasing it does. It's definitely strange. I was just wondering if that was something that had been, like, altered, like, know. in the Catholic canon, or if it was just, like, he didn't remember it right. I don't know. Both possibilities are completely yeah. uh, real potential things. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. I'm not Catholic. You're not Catholic. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, they have this dinner. Angela apologizes for her behavior during game night. That was actually really sweet. It was. Well, and I, I, uh, the sweet part that I really liked was the, her apology to Kat about the fact that, like, she felt really sorry that her daughter was so in pain and that she didn't know what to do, and then she, like, leaped into, like, my daughter's possessed by a demon. Yeah. Her other daughter is possessed by a demon, so there's that, but, like, she felt assuming, bad about the wrong one. Yeah, assuming that it, because she had, like, trauma happen. That's why you're possessed. Like, you know. That's Sorry, you're problem. actually traumatized. My other daughter, however, is definitely possessed. <laughs> My B. Um, and then they all toast. Yep. And 
and Casey drinks the water. But nothing is immediately apparent until dinner ends. And she's just like, bye, I gotta go study for my thing psych- or whatever. Yeah, for her psych class. Oh, yeah. Which, that's a little on like, the nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she races upstairs, like, starts running as soon as she turns the corner, runs upstairs into her bathroom, and pea just soup. Vomits everywhere. And Green. that's the nastiest ass thing that I really didn't need to see. Yeah. But that's not where it ends, because she She pulls, like, a centipede shit out yeah. of her one mouth. of the bugs from her pillow it just made me think of like how previously you know we were talking about how the centipedes were moist on the pillow like and were all of them crawling out of her this whole time and then just congregating in her bed and she didn't notice that was my horrible thought of the episode you're welcome but that was your horrible thought because you definitely <laughs> talked about how Wolves and lactation <laughs> and a lot of bestiality. So, well, like, you know what? Would you rather like lactate out a centipede or like vomit a centipede? Either way, it's not great. I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, <laughs> pea soup is gross. Like going in and out. Why would oh, you why would eat you something that eat color and consistency? I feel really bad because your, like, family sent you back, like, squash soup or something because butternut. I was sick. Yeah. yeah, butternut squash soup. And it mm-hmm. was such a nice gesture of them to be concerned about me, the person who was still very sick. But I tried to eat it, and I just felt like I was eating, like, baby, baby food. food. All right, we are almost done with this episode. Let's power through. Because <laughs> I'm hungry again. Okay. Um, and thirsty. Good God. I need to, like, start bringing, like, a water bottle with me. Yeah, because you've been drinking my Coke this entire time. (laughs) I had a couple sips. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway, so... After, like, barfing up the bug, um, Casey goes outside. Yeah. And, um, again with the creepy dude. Creepy old man. And this is where I wrote down about the grooming language thing, that he keeps telling her how special she is, and that there's a seed now planted within her, and I was like, now we've really gotten to the weird ejaculation metaphors, because I'm not about this at all. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, and he's like, oh, tell me about it. Yeah, he's like 60 or something. And the dad, whose name we've forgotten for I don't know what reason, Mm because we don't remember men very well. It's very on point. (laughs) It's very... Um... (laughs) So he like, meta. God. <laughs> so they're, uh, they're like, he, he's staring out the window and notices her talking to herself about the fact that like this girl like, she's like, broke her leg and she thinks she's responsible for it. And he's yeah. like, huh, this is weird. Yeah. So it's just very creepy. Um, and back to Tomas and Marcus. Because mm-hmm. Tomas is going through Marcus's stuff. This is where he, like, jabs at he, Marcus he for the his Bible, Bible journaling. The Bible journaling. Like, you pictures- edit the Bible, and also you have all these pictures of tortured children. I was like, yes, those things are equivalent, Tomas. Hearts <laughs> and murder and jaywalking. <laughs> There's doodles in your Bible and also tortured children. What is wrong with you? You edit the Bible. That's desecrating a holy thing. Also, children? Children? What? I think I should be mad about that as well. Yeah. I'm Catholic, so I really gotta be mad about the children when I see them. <laughs> it's a reputational thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So, 
and that's what I wrote down, schizophrenic recognized devil, because that was what Marcus said, and that's yeah. where that cu- comes up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not crazy. I wrote yeah. this down in my notes. And they're just kind of, like, talking about, like, I don't know, going back to, like, the whole act. I feel like I blanked out on some of this scene, but... No, this is where, this is finally the, where the, flash, the, 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 flashback. the explanation of... Yeah, Marcus's life comes in. Oh right, right, because Tomas is trying to understand like what. He's just like, Marcus what the fuck? Is... And he like walks off and he tells him like, get out. And then Marcus is finally like, let me tell you about my life story. My dad, me dad murdered me mom when I was a child, <laughs> right in front of me face, <laughs> right in front of me face. <laughs> and then I was in a boys like orphanage. Yeah, and then they sold me for, for five, five quid. <laughs> I love that. Why are we <laughs> laughing over these? Why are we laughing about the fact that church bought children? <laughs> because <laughs> it's five quid. That, that's what I don't like. Five whole quid. It's better than the time they stole children. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm like... Tempted. The Catholic Church stole children during the Holocaust, and recently the Pope was just like, we were totally validated in doing that. Screw you, dude. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I wonder how much five quid is currently in... How much, well, well, it's five pounds, British pounds, pounds sterling. Um, Wait, no, but quid, how many quid is... Well, if, last time I was there... How many nuts go in, like, how many (laughs) nuts go into a sickle and how many sickles go into a galleon? I don't remember. (laughs) I think last... Give me some British-ass conversion rate. Let me answer your fucking question. (laughs) Um, God, Hermione. Um, Hermione would know the answer. She would. Anyway, I think last time I went there, it was about, like, $1.83 was about a a pound. Because, No, but how many quids are in a pound? A a, a quid is a pound. Why do they call it a quid, then? Why do we call a dollar a buck? I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so, it's slang. (laughs) Five. Oh, quid is a slang for a pow. Yes! <laughs> it's not like a conversion thing? No. So, hold up. I am like 25 years old, and I didn't realize this until right now. Yeah. I didn't understand that quids were different than pounds. No, quids are pounds. A quid is a pound. So if someone says five quid, it's five pounds. You're like 100% sure about this. I'm 100% sure. Okay. Thank my terrible ex for teaching me this. Got it. So, um, yeah, five. It's like quid. five quid is five pounds. Correct. Okay. Are we good? So he was just like instead of saying they sold me for five dollars, he's just like saying they sold me for five <laughs> bucks. Yes, that's exactly it. So I'm you sorry for you, over, British like, orphan Annie. What like eight or nine bucks? If you converted it, so. Something like that. Pretty tragic. Less than $10, which is <laughs> less than I paid for my cats. Yeah. Which is really sad. <laughs> that is pretty sad. I mean, you know, back in, I don't know, Marcus has got to be like, what, 50 or so? So, mm-hmm. like, back in the 70s, the conversion rate might have been different, but. So we're counting for inflation? <laughs> Maybe. What about, what about that one, like, terrible, like, British lady in the 80s who, like, no, that was way after that. Never mind. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he was sold for five pounds. Yeah. Which are also quid. Correct. You're Got getting it. it. Got it. So he's just <laughs> like, so me, me dad killed me mom in front of me own eyes. <laughs> and then I went and to I an went orphanage. To, 
orphanage. Orphanage. And then the church bought me for five quid. Yeah. And then they said, okay, here's here's a child. We'll give him a Bible and hope he can take care of demons. Yeah. That sure seems like a logical thing to do with the boys you bought. So fucking over the top. My best friend's name was Oliver Twist and I'm in a Charles Dickens novel. Okay, you sound really posh. Much like... You're getting weirdly posh. Or is it Cockney? I can't... You know what? Fuck it. I don't remember what the different accents are. You don't know the difference between posh and Cockney? <laughs> I do. I thought you dated someone who was British. What good are you? All you told me is that quids are pounds. That's I useless. I dumped her for a reason. <laughs> I'm putting it out of my mind. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, so no, I, I wrote I wrote that it was... Um, I wrote, get my poor baby gay into therapy. Yeah. He needs um, therapy, clearly. Uh, um, and then he says, shall we try this together? And I died, because that was adorable. And no, Before like, he said that, though. Oh. Sorry. Like, one of the things I was, really, like, really interested in is, like, how he wasn't afraid of the demon, personally. He was says this thing about, like, how he felt, like, relief and purpose. Um, and Which is really fucked up. He was like, I was the weapon, the church was the hand, and the words were true. And you're just like, dude, you're... And you're then a very traumatized small child at this point <laughs> right? in your life. And, like, that, and how he had a uh, beatific... Beatific. Beatific vision. Beatific. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm gonna let you say that. And A beatific vision, which is where he sees God and yes. doesn't die. Yeah. You know, Moses saw God's butt in the bible and then his face glows from then on yeah that's a real thing most people translate it to say saying god's backside but backside is like booty derriere but his like back cushions yeah <laughs> dirty cushions filthy pillows <laughs> so anyway Sorry, um yeah for you and then they, uh, then he says, you know, after, oh, and it's like a, this whole scene is like a mutual confession because Tomas also admits that he saw Jessica. Oh, you put it in <clears throat> mutual confession. That's so yeah. Catholic of you. That's really nice. It really is though. It's like they're having a confession to each other about where we come from and like what mistakes they've made. And how to absolve each other. Yeah. And that's why it's like. And then the, shall we try this together? I wrote down that that, um, that really touches me because. Uh, he doesn't actually want to be rejected like that because mm-hmm. Marcus was responding to Tomas being like, this is for the broken priests. What's yeah. wrong with you? What did mm-hmm. you do? You've got pictures of tortured children. And he's and, like, I was a tortured child. Excuse, excuse you. you. <laughs> me dad killed me mom. <laughs> <laughs> I was sold for five quid, which is also a pound. <laughs> That's like eight bucks. That's like eight bucks. <laughs> buddy get it straight they dumped me in a hellhole with a possessed person and said here's a bible good fucking luck amen 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 Um, and then they say the prayer of saint francis together yeah it's like the prayer of peace it's pretty like pretty say it together i love the framing of the shot like there's like they're not quite facing each other like marcus is facing the camera and tomas is behind him in the doorway like facing like away from him and i don't know how to describe the scene but it's just very intimate in that they can't even look at each other while they're talking about each other and that's why it feels like a confession 
Oh, yeah. Hey, I just realized we forgot to talk about an ongoing thread in this entire episode that right now becomes important. Right, because so. I was thought, I tried to bring this up earlier because I was talking about residential Chicago and then, like, you went off the rails about Bible journals um, because there's this guy that we're following around, like, in this neighborhood, and, and yeah. we follow him back into his house, which he left at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. And he's listening to his music. And this, like, black teenager just, like, listening to good music, biking, and doing shit. Dancing around day. his house, walking in, not noticing the dead bodies he's walking past in his house. Yeah, like, his, like, mom. Mm-hmm. And then his dad. Yeah, like, him. his mom is, like, calling out to him to, like, help or to run or something. And, he and he's got his her, music on. So he doesn't hear her. And Which honestly is a little bit of a stretch. Like, how loud does your music really need to be if your mother's screaming it's for her like, life? I think they're like the the sound, sound counseling. I, counseling. I guess I can yeah. still hear shit when that's on. I don't know. I buy cheap earphones for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I don't understand that sort of life, but I know it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all of these different bodies are like. They're missing having something their like one has like all one's missing a toe, yeah. Some Organs livers. So this guy gets murdered. And, and you see them dump a liver into like the box. Yeah. Into, and it's like, like that's terrifying. The, the like freezer box thing. What's it called? An igloo. No. Yeah, an igloo. Okay. Yeah. Those are carry there's like another word for him, but that's the brand. <laughs> um and yeah, and they it's like all how leave. quid is a pound. <laughs> Um, the igloo is a freezer box. Yes, that you carry. And um, included amongst the people who are doing the harvesting of the people is, is the homeless guy. Is the homeless guy who's who possessed the non words. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Um, and they put all the body parts into the landscaping truck that he entered earlier. And, yeah. you know. The episode ends with Marcus watching the report on this mass homicide, quote unquote, gang violence happening in West yeah, Englewood. Like, oh, it's totally gang violence, but there's no guns involved. This was like a mass stabbing, stabbing. attack of like nine people. Because that totally makes sense. That's right. absolutely what. This is like I was watching the OJ like movie series on Netflix mm-hmm. finally because um, it makes me very angry okay. um, and sad. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, a moment where, like, have you ever heard of the Columbia necktie? And they're like, yeah, of course, it's gang violence. That <laughs> sure happened in Brentwood, of all places. <laughs> and they just kind of laugh, laugh it off. Because it is, like, the most ridiculous possible theory you could give. Right. It's so the idea that, like... dumbest, like, excuse. Like, we don't Oh, it's know. definitely gang violence. Because yeah. they were all stabbed instead of shot. Like, what we expect in this part of Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Ritualistic stabbings and organ removal. Is definitely gang violence right? and not a serial like, killer. Yeah, if if body parts start getting removed and taken away from like the scene of the crime, I'm definitely going for ritual murder slash serial killing. Like that slash cult slash cult. Okay, I'm here's the thing that I need to like say. I'm not entirely sure I buy because I care a lot about true crime, and we've definitely had more than a few, the like, devil cult worshiper scares mm-hmm. in, like, American history. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not talking about, like, Salem witch trials, oh my god, they're, they're possessed by the devil, but, right. like, also, like, more recently, there have 
been like various bouts of like god i forget the word they actually give it but there's been bouts of like oh my god like there are all these like satanist cults like, and they're attacking okay. our preschools or they've built this networks of cult hysteria or yeah it's I like it's like mean. demon possession hysteria that yeah. happens yeah and so it's like a little bit of like a stretch for me to not believe that that actually didn't immediately happen once mm-hmm. they're like no organs have been removed and people have been stabbed yeah i mean clearly i mean it's, it's possible that they just withheld that information from the press so far yeah that that would on. i think the only that would be the only explanation i can think of is that those details haven't been released for the report yeah um, so anyway, this report is ongoing, and not much, many details are available, and Marcus is listening to it, and he looks outside in this poor neighborhood, and there's a sign up. And he is coming. <laughs> he is coming over, like, a back shot of the priest. The Pope. The, the, the Pope, yes. That priest, specifically. And it's just, like, it looks like it's almost in the font of I want to believe. Yeah. Like, whoever did this is, like, having some Obama nostalgia. <laughs> I was going to say the X-Files. Oh. I want to believe. <laughs> what a hope. Oh, my God. That's the, the wrong uh, yeah, tagline there, friend. I know. I completely went off the rails on that I remember one. the phrase, it's satanic panic. Okay. I like yeah. it. It's got a almost like alliterative. Yeah, there's a it's like an ending. Yeah, um, rhyme. Yeah, it rhymes. Um, but satanic panic happened a couple times, especially in like the eighties. I think yeah. people got really freaked out that like everyone was a satanic cult, and that also gets covered in the X Files at least a couple times. Okay. Good show. You know that show's eleventh season is currently on or something like that, and I think <gasps> we're missing it. I don't oh. know. Oh well. You know, maybe we should wrap up this podcast and uh <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know if it's actually out yet or it's uh, just in I have no production, idea. Maybe. I've heard people talking about it though. I've heard it. I don't think it's actually airing. I think there would be more on my social media if it was actively airing. Yeah, probably. But anyway, so yeah, the the Pope is coming, guys. The Pope is coming. I don't know why that's like it. It's ominous. It's like, so who, ominous. Like, it, what moron did that for their advertisement campaign? <laughs> and why were they not immediately fired? He is coming, right? I bet it. Was oh wait, that is a Walters. Jesus thing. Yeah, Jesus. He is coming. Oh, Jesus is coming. People get ready. Is that a thing? That is. Is a that a song? song? That's a song. That's a song from IHOP. There's like this international, international house, house of, of prayer. prayer. Yeah. That's a weird culty one, right? Yes. Okay. That, is I'm, that the one that you go to and then they, like, try to, like, read your future and I pray for know. you? I don't know. I've never been. I know a lot of people who were, like, really excited about IHOP. Um, but it's it's just really... Any IHOP that doesn't give me pancakes is a waste of my time. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say <laughs> that, like, I thought immediately the he is coming thing is pretty mm-hmm. ominous, and then I realized it it's is. supposed to be a Jesus thing, but I also thought that was pretty ominous when I was, yeah. like, it's like the most, it's it's so funny because so much of the episode, I mean, so much of the theme is meant to be unsettling. So yeah. it's really strange that you're like, oh, the Pope coming should be a good thing, and you're just like, the Pope coming feels very strange to me. I don't know if I want the this Pope to come. This is a threat. Come. Yeah. It feels very threatening. And I gotta tell you, for your public transportation, it definitely is. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, Pope's coming. 
That feels like a warning sign. The Pope is coming. The Pope is coming. You know that song about, like, you better watch out, you better not cry? Yeah. Yeah, it feels like that song, because that song's, like, supposed to be funny and cutesy, but that also feels like Santa Claus is possibly a serial killer who's going to, like, come down your chimney and then punish you if you did anything wrong. Yeah. Like, such as drinking from the wolf titties. (laughs) Does does that get you cold? Does that get you cold? Like... Ernest question. To end the episode on a light, on a lighter note, Marcus does stay the night in Tomas's apartment. Gets to sleep on his couch. Good for him. Yeah. Where was he sleeping before? Probably on a bus. Yeah, that makes that makes about sense. Maybe he kind of like is a little ripe. We should probably get him the shower. <laughs> That's why he broke in. To he broke in so he could take a shower, shower, honestly. Yeah, he took a shower before he, like, met the priest with the good hair. I was gonna wonder for a little bit, like, why he was showing up to the, like, homeless, like, serving food moment, but he then I realized hungry. he is homeless. <laughs> he probably hasn't eaten, and who even knows if they give priests and the bad priests, they were out like, of eggs. hang out. Yeah. They were out of what? They were out of eggs. Yeah. So. That makes sense. But he got the, Yeah. He got the chili. Yeah. Turkey chili. I hope you got to eat some of that. I know, right? Before everything went to shit. Anyway, so I think that about wraps, wraps us up. Yeah. So hopefully everything from this point forward will be much more consistent on account of us being in the same country, both having voices. Um, All the people in my family don't aren't on, like, about to die anymore. <laughs> no floods, no other apocalyptic events, so we're pretty good. Yeah. So. Um, so that's a wrap. We hope that Fox renews The Exorcist for, for season, season three. three. And uh, here's our final piece of advice. Don't, Don't go, go into, into the, the attic. attic. Bye. Bye.